Well, hello and welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. I'm going to start off this week with an English slang word. The word is Coddy Wumple and it means to travel purposefully toward an as yet unknown destination. I think in that sense we are all Coddy Womplers. And Coddy Wompling is something that I think perhaps underlies everything we're going to talk about in this week's uh, episode. History says, don't hope on this side of the grave. But then, once in a lifetime, the longed-for tidal wave of justice rises up and makes hope and history rhyme. The poet Seamus Heaney said that, but I was, uh, I suppose it was brought to my attention by Joe Biden in his speech uh, last week. History and Coddy Wampling are the keys to this week. Over the years, I've met many photographers. 35 years now I've been involved with photography professionally. That's since uh, 1985, for those of you who don't want to do the math. Anyway, um, back in the day, as they say, I was really lucky enough to meet people such as Angus McBean, Bert Hardy, Grace Robertson, Thurston Hopkins, Wolf Szczesicki and even uh, Edith Tudor Hart. Photographers from the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, from the great days of the picture post and the Second World War. Photographers who were shaped by those times. I was even lucky enough when I started to start commissioning photography to work with a lot of photographers from previous decades, of course, as well as working with photographers just starting out on their journey. Those who I, I worked with who had been forgotten, believe it or not, in the uh, early 1990s included William Klein and Leonard Fried and Don McCullen and Jean-Luc Cieff, Terence Donovan and David Bailey all of whom who had really, I suppose, forged their careers as the, the new young Turks in the 1960s and with Klein the late 50s. Alongside those photographers, I was lucky enough to meet photographers such as uh, Deborah Turberville and Tessa Traeger, Sarah Moon. I didn't, didn't ever work with them, but I met them. And making the Bill J film documentary, uh, I was lucky enough to meet a number of other photographers who I'd not met from a commissioning perspective. Photographers from the 1960s and 70s primarily. David Hearn, Martin Pard, Daniel Meadows, John Blakemore, Paddy Summerfield, Ian Berry, Patrick Ward, Burke Uzzle, Bill Levy. All of these photographers with strong bodies of work behind them. But I think, and why am I explaining all of this to you? Why am I going through this list of photographers I've met? Well, what I learned from meeting these photographers uh, and by looking at their photography is that both of them reflect their times. The photographers are very much products of their upbringing and uh, I suppose their experiences, as is their work reflecting upon the times they live in and lived in for good and for bad. Photography is generational. The new young buck soon become the establishment and sometimes the bourgeoisie of the medium. The early 90s saw Corinne Day 
and uh, Glenn Lutchford and Nick Knight and David Sims and Nigel Shafron and Jurgen Teller, Steve Pike, herald a new approach to photography, echoing the grunge sounds of Seattle and the spirit of Notting Hill before the trust fund managers moved in. Now they own stores, hotels and the kind of homes they once were only able to rent a scruffy room in. They're of that time, but times change and so do the people. Just as Jimmy Savile and Rolf Harris were children's television presenters in the 1970s, so was Michael Aspel and uh, John Noakes and Valerie Singleton, from a UK perspective there, from a personal perspective. Not all were bad, but the bad were very bad. We're now in an age of speaking out, which has not been the case before, perhaps since the 1950s, when the horror of war was not spoken about, as violence in the home and abuse were swept under the carpet. The need to speak out about what you know and to listen to those who know better than you is important. I speak out about paid-for portfolio reviews, paid to enter competitions and publishing in general because I have experience in these areas. Representation, inclusion and ethical concerns I have knowledge of and experience of, but I'm not an expert. So in these areas I choose to listen rather than speak out. The Magnum story rolls on, with their commercial website being taken down. They've hired a PR company and issued two press releases, and suspended the photographer David Allen Harvey, who is under investigation, but still they are acting like a silent state. They are being forced to listen, as others will undoubtedly have to in the future. I think what's important at this stage is to understand the importance of listening, the importance of other people telling their stories, and also of listening to experts. It's also really important to ensure that the Rolf Harrises and the Jimmy Savills of the photographic world are revealed as what they are and what they have been. But just as with the Harvey Weinstein situation, within the filmmaking uh, industry. There is no doubt that uh, there are issues wider than the individual person. But I do think it is also important to retain an element of understanding that it is not all people who are doing evil or who have done evil. And it is also important not to pigeonhole a type of person or a race or uh, agenda as being the sole issue here. The issue goes deep. The issue isn't just surface. As anybody knows, I quite often uh, struggle a little bit with the pronunciation of names and places. Well, this week might be a challenge as we welcome to the podcast Ellen Burge who lives and works in Umea, Sweden. I hope I said that correctly. She began her professional photography career at Vasta Botens Folkblad in Umea and studied at Umea University before studying photojournalism at the Nordic School of Photography, Biskops Arno. She has worked for several major newspapers in Sweden, 
and since 2006 has been one of eight members of the Photo Moment Agency. Her work is held in the Hasselblad Foundation collection, amongst others, and she has received numerous awards and grants, including from the Swedish Arts Grants Committee and the Swedish Authors Fund. In addition to her own projects with photography and documentary film, she works on assignment for numerous clients. Ellen has published four photo books, Veils in 2006, The Land of Queens in 2009, Kingdom in 2015, and Awakening in 2020. Photography means to me an excuse to visit worlds that fascinates me. The camera is the reason why I can ask, what is this? Can you show me? Why do you do that? What does it mean to you? Without being rude or nosy. Photography is what allows me to get a hold of the child's wide open gaze, where everything is still peculiar and new. It's a reason to fall in love. Photography for me is another way of seeing, a wiser way, a deeper way of relating to human beings, myself and to the world. It opens up for an intention, a philosophical attitude that I believe in, but that I might not always maintain in my private life as it requires a certain slowness. I let my projects take time, often years. I read a lot, I ask a lot of questions. I spend time with the people that I photograph and return to the places again and again. I use a heavy and noisy medium format camera that claims its time and space, both out on the field where I often need to engage the people that I photograph by measuring the lights or standing still for a long time. And also afterwards where I have to wait for the negatives to come back from developing or the whole scanning process. Somehow this process helps me to go beyond my ordinary fast and narrow way of seeing. The camera gives me the opportunity to slow down a reason to study, to collect and compare perspectives, and hopefully to reach new understandings. A photograph is a cut-out piece from reality. It's time frozen. A meeting between a photographer and a subject transformed into an object that eventually meets a viewer. I see a photograph as a necessary room for reflection, a safe space where human beings can meet each other and themselves in silence, without the pressure of reacting instantly, to understand something immediately, or to find the right box to put each other in. A space where we can rest with the effects that the human meetings create. Make friends with the questions that appear. Spend time with them and look at them from every angle. Photography for me 
is a chance to stay open, to be curious and brave enough to go into the unknown and get lost. The camera reminds me to be humble and to dare to ask the other for direction. Thank you, Ellen, for your uh, contribution this week, answering the question, what does photography mean to you? I think really interesting that she focused so much there on the importance of questioning and the importance of inquisitiveness and the importance also of uh, sensitivity themes which uh, link back to uh, some of the issues I was kind of referring to at the beginning of this podcast. Interestingly enough, it reminds me of a conversation that I was having with an art director the other day who's working on a very large fashion photography project uh, coming out of Germany. And uh, we were just talking about photography in general. We've both been in the industry for a long time and we've both been in fashion photography for a long time. And, um, they were saying how there's so much great work out there at the moment and i kind of questioned that and i said well yeah i think there is but um i find a lot of it very pretty and and it looks really nice and you know aesthetically it's very pleasing but i really wonder and i question why so much of it actually exists she came back at me that she'd been listening to a podcast recently and somebody on that podcast had described this work as beautiful mediocrity. I thought that was particularly uh, relevant to a lot of the work that I see. Whereas uh, Ellen there is talking deeper, going deeper and talking about the why talking about questioning things um i've been writing i don't know why well i do know why actually i was meant to be working on a big project over the summer um i didn't get the email to say that the project was going ahead um i therefore kind of thought well that's that i'll get on with something else hence working on a couple of books at the moment um but also working on the idea of writing a few articles. Whenever I get a little bit uh, kind of stoked up, I feel the need to write as well as to produce this podcast. So new articles um, are on the website at unitednationsofphotography.com, which I think should cover all of your interests. I hope they do. So new articles about uh, zeitgeist images since the 1960s through each decade um, an article about the importance of having a collaborative partner a collaborative partner is in somebody to photograph not just somebody to work with uh, the importance of the independent photo community that's one called photography are you listening and i think particularly relevant again to this episode and the benefits also of slim volumes in photo books uh all of these are up on the website. Uh, photo books don't have to just be huge things you can hardly lift. Very much about the weight of the content, not the weight of the book there. So some uh, articles for you to uh, to check out and to see what you think. Maybe if uh, it encourages you to comment on them, please do. You know, write a little uh, reply at the bottom on the comment section, and I'll always respond and I'll always uh, get back to you. Which also raises another another issue. This is sounding as if this is all very very neatly and uh, carefully planned, as regular podcast listeners know 
it isn't. It's very much a stream of consciousness um, that starts at a point and then seems to kind of wander. But one of the other things I really wanted to talk about this week is this whole thing of responding to people. I spend a lot of my time, and in fact, another conversation I had with a photographer the other day, uh, I was explaining how this podcast actually goes together, and the photographer was absolutely um, amazed that every photographer I contacted didn't get back to me, and they don't. And I'd say probably in the last few weeks, certainly since uh, COVID began, um, photographers responding to me has got worse and worse, and now it's very, very few. I don't understand what that's about, but um, but there you go. It is a thing. But I think you know we're all frustrated, aren't we, when we email a magazine or we email maybe a gallery or for funding or a photographer or whoever a magazine that uh, we want to work for or a brand and we just get ignored and that is incredibly frustrating and actually is it's kind of rude there's no real reason for it some people say they're too busy and they get so many emails but you know i'm working on a lot of projects at the moment but i still always find time to reply to any email and try and help people out if i can so i suppose really what this is is a plea to anybody listening to this podcast and for you to kind of pass it on to anybody you know. Please respond to emails, polite emails, obviously, not cut and pasted emails, not very obvious emails that somebody's sending to you and they haven't got a clue who you are, but emails that are polite and that are considerate. Even if it's just a question of replying with a very firm no a very firm no is perfectly acceptable. Ignoring an email isn't. And if we're in a situation that we don't want it done to us, then surely we shouldn't be doing it to others. Anyway, that's pretty much it for, uh, I wouldn't say it's been a fun packed, but maybe it's been an opinion packed uh, podcast this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you're, if you're just joining us, that you're going back through the archive. The figures I get each week certainly show that you are. And revisiting some of the previous podcasts and some of the previous podcast contributors, there's some gold in them, their heels. Anyway, it's pretty windy uh, this week. <laughs> I always seem to give you a weather forecast, but that's because in the shed, it's a little bit like uh, being out in the open. We certainly... Uh, get the the wind the rain the snow the cold and the heat here i, I should also just uh, say when i say the shed it literally is if i put both of my arms out in either direction i can touch all four walls we're not talking about a luxury shed here anyway um when it gets a bit windy outside it's always a good idea you know what i'm gonna say make sure that you take care <laughs>